Welcome to The Savvy Founder, the one place for entrepreneurs and business owners, away from the everyday bustle, where we help you find your path to a profitable and bright future. Now here's your host, The Savvy Founder and armchair sociologist himself, Philip Topham. Hello and welcome to The Savvy Founder. I'm Philip Topham, your host, and I am very happy to have Andrea white here with us from the Long Beach Accelerator. Welcome. Thanks, Philip. Appreciate you having me. Yeah, and how are you doing? All set for the holidays? Wonderful. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so before we get into what the Long Beach Accelerator is, because it's quite the remarkable private-public accelerator program, why don't you give a little bit about your background of your entrepreneurial journey in, in leading up to taking on the accelerator? What's, what's your story? Sure. Well, briefly, um, <laughs> and it is a, a, a meandering story for those people who have their straight path to uh, entrepreneurship. That's that's one thing. But I I started in corporate um, and investment finance and um, and then found my way to my first startup in my late 20s. And that was in the mobility and IoT space. Um, and then uh, went back to school to get my executive MBA at USC, um, simultaneously co-founded my second startup, which is a fintech um, in the early stage investment space, and then came within the last year and a half to the Long Beach Accelerator. Nice. And then with the two startups, uh, did you have an exit in those or how? Yeah. So the, the first one I had, um, I ran for about 10 years and that one was backed by um, some of our more well-known Orange County um, groups, including Tech Coast Angels and, um, and uh, others. And so I had a soft exit on that one. I uh, went to start a family and turned it over to new management. And so um, so that one, and then the uh, FinTech called Extra Balance is still an ongoing thing. Um, since I've started the Long Beach Accelerator, I've sort of stepped back into an advisory role on that one, but um, TBC on that. Nice. So wonderful background, you know, the investment stuff, the two startups. And so you've seen the struggles of founders, um, and now in the accelerator. So why don't we talk about what is the Long Beach Accelerator? So the Long Beach Accelerator is a public-private academic collaboration. We're a separate nonprofit entity, but the city of Long Beach, Cal State Long Beach, and a VC firm called Sunstone Management all work together to really launch this um, entity called the Long Beach Accelerator. And I started with them in July of 2020 and we launched our first cohort in February of 2021. That was just a stone's throw away from today, right? <laughs> so in, in, your, in setting up an accelerator, uh, yeah, that's almost its own startup process in itself. So what was, uh, was there anything that you, in that process that you found um, you know, uh, remarkable or unintended and woohoo or, you know, 
what, what was that like? Because that, that's a that not everybody gets to start a, an accelerator. Yeah, I think it was a really interesting, you know, you talk about the meandering road and how people get to the right place. And it really has felt like all of those uh, things coming together and in a way that I think leverages all of the expertise and experience and networks that I've gained over the years. Um, and certainly, you know, I'm just one person. There's a, there's a whole broad set of people behind the accelerator, but, um, but yeah, it's very much a, a startup itself. And, um, you know, being the, you know, person wearing 16 hats and then hiring a couple of people and, and being able to um, focus a little more on, on certain areas that I find that I can add the most value and that sort of thing. Um, so, and, you know, MVPing, um, iterating, improving all of that stuff. And so we're just, we're living what we talk to our, our startups about and, and see from our, our startups. And, and besides that, I'm a you know, two-time tech startup founder as well. And so I've lived this before and really try to bring that perspective to the development of the program of the accelerator. And, um, and so we have a very kind of operations um, and, and, you know, people say that, you know, their programs may be founder focused, but we're, we are, we live and breathe that because of my founder background. Wonderful. So you, you, 16 hats and you've gotten a few more people. So you're not wearing 14 hats. So that good job there. <laughs> and the, the lived it before the founder, and you're really trying to bring that in. What, what does that mean? What, what is, what are you adding to the equation for the founders in, in the way you approach acceleration uh, for them? I mean, there, there are many many answers to that question, it permeates a lot of different areas, but one of the important things is that we're building companies here. We're not building investments in, in terms of priority, right? The investments come if you're building great companies. And so we really focus on, we have focused on building a program that builds companies rather than building a program that builds pitch decks, essentially. Um, and I think we do a great job of helping the companies build pitch decks as well. Um, and we've had some real, um, you know, inspiring, I guess I would say, success, early success just over these last eight months in terms of the types of companies and founders that we're attracting and the traction that they're getting. Um, and, uh, you know, just to off the cuff, we've had two cohorts and 12 companies. Our third cohort is coming up in uh, early December. And, but of those 12 companies, a quarter of our companies have um, had acquisition offers already um, and over 5 million in, in funding, so. Well, brag away. Thank you. Please Hi. do, yes. <laughs> you know, 12 companies, 25% and 5 million. Go ahead, please brag, absolutely. <laughs> but I, I think that, probably goes back to what you just said, that success of building companies, because I really do love that and not building investment options or trade chain, you know, almost like the commodities trade trade chains uh, 
so building the companies and do um, in that process uh, when they come to you, are they very clear on what it means to build a business? You know, how do they go from, how do you, how do you select the companies in the first place? Let's start there. Yeah, we have a, um, a selection process. We have an admissions committee that goes through a three-step process to, to pick out the companies where we think that we can add the most value. We really want to see companies that are um, where we can add more value than the $100,000 average in funding that our investment partner can bring. Um, the, the, the working capital is great, obviously, and it enables the companies to do certain things, but it also, um, we have to be able to um, add value to uh, the company beyond that. Got it. So, so in that, in the startup process where you said it's often meandering to try to find the right fit and such, um, is, th is that, how do you help them find that focus then? What's, what is, is there a secret sauce for helping them do that? I, I think that, you know, one thing that accelerators should do for companies is they should be able to help them find that early focus, to be able to pick out the top three, for example, time-bound things that, that the, the company can accomplish to take them to the next level, whether it's um, with users or revenue or investment, that sort of thing, you know, has these set things to accomplish. And that really uh, enables them to focus down. And it's not just them holding themselves accountable. It's it's their peers, it's the accelerator, it's the investors. And so um, I think that that's one of the great benefits of going through a formal program, as opposed to, you know, every entrepreneur is motivated to do the best that they can for their company. And they're wearing, again, the 16 hats and um, don't have everything don't have time for everything in the day. And so um, it really does help to have the, the formal program to, to keep them on track with those things. Got it. Yeah, so that focus and time bound things that are really going to move the needle and get them forward. Uh, do you, in the program, do you require, uh, some accelerators require them to have two founders, have a certain level of revenue, or do you have criteria like that? Yeah, our criteria is basically, we're, we're at the, the pre-seed level. And so we expect companies to be somewhere between um, MVP and proof of concept or beta. And so we're quite early um, and we have, companies that run that gamut, they, you know, it's, it's interesting that we get quite a few applications from companies that are beyond that and even in significant revenue, although um, about half of our companies have been in revenue when we've accepted them. So, so there's a mix there. And I think that what we found is that that works as long as the, the gap between the, the earliest company and the latest company isn't, isn't too great. Got it. Um, and how long is the program that you, you, a cohort? 
So it's a four month program. Four months program. So in four months, so let's brag again, in four months you had, you know, uh, two cohorts, 12 companies and 25% of them did st good stuff in four months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, one of those things where we definitely recognize that it's a very hot market and also recognize that hopefully we're doing something right with our, our programming and our networking and, and, um, and the ways that we lean into helping the companies because, you know, I've, I've started to say basically that we're sort of this hybrid studio slash accelerator model where what, one of the things that we like to do and we can do is to make introductions where there will be um, potential pilots or, um, you know, proof of concept, ultimately revenue. And because, you know, that again, that, that 100K is nice, but the real gold standard is, um, is revenue. Very nice. What's, uh, so let me ask a little bit about what is it like to balance a public private accelerator? Because there's not many, I, I don't know if there's very many in the country that are such, you know, uh, diversity, academic, uh, the city, and, and an, an investment firm all coming together. They, they usually are at different parts of the system. Yeah, I think it's the way that it should be done. I mean, when you're able to wrap those kinds of resources and networks around a, a startup from the get-go, I think it does create greater traction um, earlier. I think that it's a quite common model in Europe and the Middle East and um, even Asia and a recognition that all of those kind of players are important to the startup. And for some reason, we don't do that as much here in the United States. But, you know, it was one of the things that attracted me to come be part of this early on is having known and worked with this city and, and lived in Long Beach for 17 years now and worked with them closely on my first startup, especially. Um, I know how how innovation-minded they are, how um, encouraging of business and, um, and innovation they, they are, how good to work with they can be. And so um, I think it's just, you know, I just think it's the way, it's, the way things should be. And um, I know that it doesn't work for everyone. Maybe a piece of that ecosystem isn't in place for every every startup ecosystem, but it's a really strong um, foundation. So if I were to say, because Long Beach had a very strong economic approach to things as a city and a community, they added the other, they, they, did they lead the charge of adding the other two pieces to make the, the, make the accelerator? I would say that, yeah, probably. It, so the, the accelerator was born really out of the, I think it was the 2016 um, Long Beach economic blueprint. It was an accelerator was identified as a gap in the, the economic infrastructure in Long Beach. Mm -hmm. And 
So, so yeah, I would say they, they probably led the charge. And having said that, you know, they, you know, it, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, a circular system and you have Cal State Long Beach doing great things with entrepreneurship and business already. And you have um, Sunstone Management who's already investing in, in venture companies. So it all just works together. Very nice. And when we spoke earlier, uh, I understand the accelerator is open to everybody. You don't have to live in Long Beach. Right. Yeah. So our, our selection criteria are really um, that stage that we, we talked about earlier, sort of pre-seed stage. And then um, we are uh, ge geography agnostic, although we can only at this moment invest in U.S.-based companies. The good news about that is that we've been able to recruit um, a couple of companies to Long Beach that um, one of which was uh, originally in Canada. And so that, you know, that actually functions as an economic driver for the city of Long Beach and, um, and just gains some addition, you know, additional talent and um, tech capabilities. Um, the other piece is the sort of sector focus areas. So again, our main, at the end of the day, when we, we make our selections, even though we do have sector focus areas that we want to lean into over time that mirror those sectors where Long Beach has specific and really strong um, industry capabilities and resources like aerospace, like supply chain and logistics, health tech, green and blue tech, cybersecurity and ed tech. We, um, and not to mention media tech and, and, and FinTech, uh, those are other areas where Long Beach really shines. But the, the reality is, is that it's the value add. Can we, as an accelerator, really bring additional resources to the table, a mentor, um, investors, and that sort of thing that will um, ensure that this company has a, um, a positive experience and gains a lot of uh, traction during the accelerator period and after. Very nice. Uh, and is um, what I'm thinking about one of the questions that that always comes up is for for founders is there's a lot of accelerators, uh, incubators advertised out there. Um, I, and they're, they're all, you know, I, I think you said your value prop was adding, adding that uh, mentorship to the accelerators and getting them the connections with the, with, and having right from the get-go um, the city and the investors right at the, at the get-go. Yeah, is that, is that really your, your that's the proper way to say it strategic corporate partners I like that <laughs> so that's your that's your unique selling proposition as an accelerator then okay I would say that that's what we've heard from startups you know we were an unknown entity eight months ago and so it really was important um, and continues to be important when people look at all of the different options out there. It's important that we have this, um, you know, this brand, this um, sort of 
solid set of collaborators. Absolutely. Um, and as, as you've gone through this process, one of the things I always like to, you know, drill into is, is your, you know, your story in running the business and running the accelerator. Uh, what, what surprised you the most about where you started, uh, you know, in this process to where now, uh, what, what, what surprised you the most? Let's start with that question. I guess, um, I guess that surprised me the most. And we were talking a little bit about sort of the background that, that comes into play when developing an accelerator. And one thing that I was really gratified to see was that my recent executive MBA um, experience at USC came into play really significantly because it, it's a cohort-based program for mm -hmm. Um, you know, executive level uh, um, cohorts and just the way that they structure that. Um, and I, I can give some examples, but, uh, and, and having gone through that and seeing how effective different um, programming can be, different opportunities to network, all of that played into the, the way that we develop this program. Um, and, and the other surprising, gratifying thing was how much the cohort members have, how would I say, embraced the, the mutual success factor, right? How much right. they have, have really um, cared about their cohorts and the Long Beach Accelerator and we have this, this real genuine family feel amongst our cohorts. They, they arrange um, basically all of our, <laughs> all of our social events um, right. themselves since we've been in, in COVID and have, have been remote. And so there's, there's a real good um, tight knit feeling. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice to hear as somebody that styles myself as an armchair sociologist, because I, I have spent some time in there and have some patents and peer review publications in that space. Uh, I always tell founders that the, the number one thing they can do for free is, is learn how to build their social network. And I, I, I call it, instead of networking, I call it net worthing. And if you, if you can learn how to build that mutual trust and relationships, pay it forward, it, it'll carry you uh, a very long way. If you can help somebody else out, you build a community. And with COVID right now, I believe the world's all looking for the better community and how to do things. So it's very, I think that's part of, if I you know, sort of comment, I think part of your success is that Long Beach community instilling a, a community attitude that's even goes through the accelerator and the founders feel it. And so they can see the benefits of that cooperation instead of competition. Yes. Yes. Well said. I would absolutely agree with all of that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so looking forward, uh, what's, what's the plans for 2022? We've got eight great companies coming in. We're super excited about this cohort. I'm just 
I should say, just like we're always excited about the cohorts, everyone is unique. Every founder is unique. Um, and so eight companies coming in and, um, and we've, we've decided, you know, there's been a lot of talk um, in every realm, in every industry, right, about how things move forward with the um, remote versus in-person work and learning. And we are right there learning along with everybody else. But what we've decided is that this remote first thing that we've developed is, is really a competitive advantage because we were born during that time. We weren't trying to kind of shoehorn a in-person program into a remote environment, but we really looked to see where the remote could be a huge benefit. And the list of pros on the remote side of the programming far outweighs the cons. And what, so what we're looking forward to doing in 2022 is bringing back in some of those elements of in-person where it can be really impactful. Nice. Very nice. So how does a founder get in contact with uh, the Long Beach Accelerator if they're interested in finding out more? So uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, all of that good stuff. Our website is www.lbaccelerator.org. And um, yeah, reach out to us. We're real humans. We will absolutely get back to you if you if you reach out to us. Yeah, and I'll have all that in the show notes. And and for those that are listening, um, we only scratched the surface of of the accelerator um, and how that can, how any structured program where you really time block your your focus, you know, judge it by can it move your business forward, <clears throat> build your business, don't just build a pitch deck with no substance, build your business. And we're, and we're here to help. Very nice. I've really enjoyed our conversation today. I can't believe the time just flew by so quickly. Likewise, Philip. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So thanks for listening. I'm the Savvy Founder. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with another founder so they too can shorten their journey. Be sure to leave a five-star review. If you have any questions for me, go ahead and book a little bit of time. Ask the Savvy Founder dot you can book dot me take care wishing you a bright and profitable future in both your business and personal lives take care bye bye i I love it You, you get what we're trying to do thanks for listening we hope you enjoyed the show be sure to subscribe and check out our website for tips thesavvyfounder.com you can also follow philip on clubhouse at the savvy founder wishing you a profitable and bright future safe journeys see you next week